0: Welcome to Empowerment Series with Mary. Empowerment Series focuses on empowering, creating networking opportunities, introducing our audience to leaders, entrepreneurs, and everyday people making an impact in the community and bringing you valuable insights and products. Visit Empowerment Series wherever you get your podcast and also click below to subscribe so you get our next new episode as they get published. Thank you and I look forward to engaging with you. I have a very special guest with me today. She's an attorney, um, a beauty entrepreneur based in Dallas, Texas. She's a founder of Ameka. And you have to tell me if I'm pronouncing that right, Mecca, an online retail space dedicated to Black-owned makeup, beauty, and grooming brands. She's the 2019 recipient of the Empowering Visionaries Entrepreneur of the Year Award from the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter of the National Black MBA Association and has been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, Beauty Independent, and Birdie. Emeka is a graduate of Stanford University, and she received her JD from the University of Texas at Austin and her MBA and MS in Health Leadership and Management from the University of Texas at Dallas. In her free time, she enjoys writing for Black Texas Magazine, reviewing films on her blog, Black Media Review Collective, and co hosting the So For Us podcast. Welcome. Emeka, I'm so glad for you to uh, have agreed to join me today. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Yes. So anything else you want to add to all those accolades and accomplishments (laughs) that you have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think that covers it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I mean, the one that I found that was so impressive was the fact that I didn't know you even have a a movie review, um, uh, a blog or you know a yeah. website where you so I, I've been there all, all weekend this past weekend I was like wow I have to go in there because I'm a movie I love watching movies so I was like oh I need to I need to be able to go <laughs> in and see you know what you've said before I go out and, and watch any movies so thank you so much for joining me our topic today audience it is a lawyer and entrepreneur making an impact in the community as you all know um, Empowerment series with Mary is all about featuring leaders and community people doing great work in the community. And I know her from way back, but definitely finding out on LinkedIn that she has started and founded this Ameka online retail space was so impressive. I've been there, I've bought some products from there, and I'm telling you, today we have a special. Anyone who is going to be the the first two people listen and subscribe will get a virtual and tag me. Once you subscribe, subscribe, you get a virtual code to the online website to, to apply to any products that you're going to be purchasing from the website. So um, I can't wait to see the first two people to subscribe and, and tag me. So thank you so much again, America, for joining me today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes. So tell us outside of all of that, you know, some more about what drives you, what makes you, you know, do all these things, you know, going from a corporate attorney to having your own practice and deciding you're also going to start an online uh, site that benefits and bring awareness to black owned beauty brands. I
1: mean, I'm driven by a few different things, um, you'll see kind of a theme in all the things that I'm involved in that really is about lifting up and sharing the stories and increasing opportunities and awareness of um, Black people. So whether it's um, sharing their stories, writing an article about them and their journey or entrepreneurship, or selling black-owned beauty brands. Um, Even the podcast that I have is centered on black millennial women. Um, So that's really important to me. Um, And then the decision to become an entrepreneur um, is about my family and helping to build generational wealth. And I think it's really important For everyone to at least explore whether or not entrepreneurship is right for them. It's not for everyone, but you should at least take a look at it. It really can give you the opportunity to build generational wealth and also control your destiny and legacy.
0: Exactly. Wow. Yeah, that is so true, right? Because like you said, entrepreneurship is not for everyone because it comes with a lot of work, right? Um, you're yeah. not just showing yes, up at definitely. 8 a.m. and leaving <laughs> at 5 p.m. And, and going home and doing what you want. It's almost a 24-hour round-the-clock dedication to make sure that, you know, once you get started, you are successful. So thank you so much for that. And um, what are some of the challenges that you faced as you were getting into it, you know, getting started?
1: Well, one of the challenges is, you know, I've kind of had my life planned out, like myself, I've planned it out from a young age. So my father is also an attorney, so I always planned to follow his footsteps. So it's very clear cut, get good grades, college, law school, and then go down that career path. Um, so I've always had a plan that I'm working towards something. Entrepreneurship, it's kind of open It's what you make and there are gonna be ups and downs. There's no clear trajectory. Um, So that was an adjustment for me. There's obviously also the adjustment of, there's not that guaranteed income every two weeks or every month. Um, And also another challenge that I had to overcome was I was new to the beauty industry. Um, So there was a lot to learn um, and kind of immerse myself in the beauty industry and learn from others and learn about the trends and retail and things of that nature.
0: Yeah. Wow. I can only imagine <laughs> that's passion. <laughs> that is passion and dedication right there. I mean, like going from, like you said, being, uh, having your career planned out, being a corporate attorney, you know, doing your thing and then going home. And, you know, of course, I'm sure you still did a lot of other extracurriculum activities that you like and to add learning about an industry that you were not even in, you know, even being a corporate attorney, you were in healthcare, right? So going from healthcare, (laughs) healthcare (laughs) to learning about, you know, beauty product, that must be some work put into that, you know, to get it the way it is today.
1: Definitely. Um, And it's always more things to learn, always changing. Um, So constant learning.
0: Awesome. I think you can answer that. I had that as one of my, you know, how, how and why did you get started? So you've answered that and becoming a business owner while maintaining your career as, as a, as a lawyer, because you still practice, right? You have your own private practice now, or do you still work in corporate America?
1: Um. So I was in house uh, most of my career, but now I'm in a boutique firm.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Good. Awesome. All right. So tell us more about the vision. Like I think you kind of mentioned that in your the vision behind Emeka and some of the products that some of uh, my viewers can can look forward to finding on your website.
1: Um, so the vision behind Emeka is to become the first choice for consumers who are intentional about looking for and shopping black owned beauty brands yeah. and also um, to be as great a retail partner as I can to black entrepreneurs who have started their own beauty brands. Um, So we have a wide variety of products. We have over 30 brands. You can find makeup, skincare, bath and body products, grooming products. Uh, We also have hair care and we actually have like hair. So braiding hair, wigs and ponytails.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't been to that that part of the site. So I have to visit that. So that's such a beautiful thing, right? (laughs) Um, You you didn't just focus on getting beauty products for women because that's what people typically Mm -hmm. focus on. You also, you have grooming products for men. As you know, our skin is very unique, right? I know my son, he's 24. Sometimes he uses some products and he will shave and he gets bumps. You know, and sometimes he uses some and he doesn't get bumps. So so just because you go to... uh, some of these beauty outlets out there and you see a fancy product, that doesn't mean it's going to be good on your skin. So what you're doing, you're curating products that are made for our skin type um, so that you can use those products and feel comfortable that you're not going to get breakouts, you're not going to get bumps if you're a guy. Um, you know, from using some some shaving products. So speak to us about that. How, how did you, you know, how did you decide to bring that those two together? Because typically most people focus on one or the other.
1: Yeah, so exactly. You made some great points. Um, so our tagline at Omeka is made with melanin in mind. Um, So not to be confused with the misconception that all black owned brands are only for black consumers, but rather that because they are black owned brands, when they create the products, they have us in mind, right? Because that's part of the problem. Like you mentioned, a great example being shaving products Mm -hmm. where many black men and other men may have special needs because you get things like razor bumps that some of the mainstream um brands don't take in into consideration Yeah. Um, and kind of tied to why I started Ametha was because if you look at the numbers so Nielsen puts out numbers about you know consumers and what they're buying mm-hmm. and they have some numbers out there specifically about black consumers and when you look at the beauty industry even when you break it down into different categories though we're only about 13 or 15% of the population we actually contribute more than 15% of the revenue in all the categories, including the categories for products for men. Wow. And also over the last few years, there has been an increase in consumers um, shopping for um, specific brands when it comes to the grooming category. And you'll see there's an increase in brands and that includes black owned brands. So I thought it was really important that I made sure to include those, some of those brands um, on our virtual shelves.
0: Wow. To add to what you just said, especially not just for the the, the, the products, for the body or the, um, cosmetic or the hair business, right? That's the one that always, always, yeah. always bothered me, right? I go into shops to buy hair from people that don't appreciate me, right? So uh, finding the right vendor that I spend my money and, and know that they appreciate me and I appreciate their product is really key, right? And we have to take the narrative away and, and own uh, those products, especially for us black women. So absolutely so happy. I didn't know that you have that. I always focus on the product side, like, face, you know, for face and, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and makeup. I really haven't looked into the, the hair part of it. So I absolutely will be visiting that uh, moving forward because I'm sure you've really curated some of the good quality products out there. So, yeah, Definitely, and we be. have
1: some of the um, well-known brands that you could get in the stores, as well as other brands that you may have not heard of before. So you can kind of get a variety. Um, But yeah, product selection, customer experience when you're shopping in these stores, and also the amount of shelf space that they're giving to our brands are really the three main reasons why I started Ameca.
0: Exactly, and I'll tell you guys, I have I have ordered from uh, Ameka online. There's no difference between the delivery and what I get from Amazon. So it's just as fast, you know, when you order a product, I typically get them within two business days. So absolutely check it out and, and other some really, really nice products from eyeliners to, um, I think the last one I just ordered was like uh, mud mask. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And both of them work really, really, for those of us that have sensitive skin, um, I break out a lot, you know, even at at, at at my age, I still break up a lot and I have to really find products that help to control the hormonal acne that I, I get from, from now and then. So definitely love uh, the Mud Mask. I don't even remember the brand I got, but I got two of them. They were really good. One was with black charcoal and then the other one had, you know, both of them really nice products. Um, I think I use them twice a week now. And so far, I already see improvement on my face. So absolutely check out uh, some Excellent. of those products. And if you have some of the products, we can actually showcase them today if you want to. Uh, if you have any products. How can people find you? What is your website?
1: So the website is ame-ke.com.
0: Okay. All right. We'll have that in the notes. So when you... Click subscribe and go to the net notes section. You will find a website so you can click on it and, and go to, to the site to other some products. So what are some of the advice that you will give to people? Not just, you know, being entrepreneurship. Um, there's some young people out there that may be aspiring to follow in your same career footsteps as a lawyer. What advice will you tell them? What resources are out there that they can leverage to be able to help advance their dream of becoming a lawyer or an entrepreneur?
1: So some tips. Um, I would say networking is really important. Mm -hmm. That's advice that I wish I would have had at a younger age only because I'm an introvert. (laughs) So networking is not my favorite thing to do, but it is really important, really no matter what industry you're in, um, but you're going to want to have those connections. You're gonna want people to know who you are. Um, That'll be really important throughout your career as an entrepreneur or as a lawyer. Um being always open to learning and growth, you're never going to know everything and also things are going to always be changing. So you're going to want to stay on top of that, stay on trend and understand kind of where your industry is going moving forward um, so you can keep up and not get left behind. Let's see. Some resources. If you are an entrepreneur interested in that, Black Girl Ventures. Um, I really like the programming that they put together. I know a lot of major cities have entrepreneur centers like Dallas. We have the deck. Um, So that can be a great resource, even if you're just getting on their newsletters and getting it in your inbox. So obviously you don't even have to be in the same city. Mm -hmm. Those are the Main two that
0: are kind of jumping to mind. Yeah, I mean those are really good good advice, right? For people to you know network. I always tell people, for me, networking has almost every career move I've made. It was because of networking. Yeah. You know, someone always reaches reaches out and say, "Hey, what are you doing now? I'm over here. If you want to join me, you know, you know, I, this is what I'm doing. Come join me." And I usually look into it. I've made some transitions um, that were driven by just people I work with in the past reaching out and say, hey, you know, come join me here. So absolutely networking is critical and very crucial for everything we do. Like you said, being an entrepreneur, you know, going to law school, talking to the right people will open your mind, yes. open, you know, give you advice on things that you never knew existed. Um, so absolutely Networking is is key to uh, making sure that you know you build that relationship that advances you. Naturally, there's challenges that comes with everything. So, what have been some of the major roadblocks that you had to either jump through, even as an in-house corporate attorney, or as you know, uh, like we said, learning a whole new uh, business and then going into that business and working with vendors from all you know all all uh, walks of life to bring the products that you're listing right now on ameka
1: yeah so from a career perspective i'll talk generally speaking mm-hmm. of what i know uh, people like me have faced um just because it's top of mind um with um equal day recently passing by so there's been a lot of information coming out so obviously um Black women face kind of a lack of opportunities in some ways when it comes to, like, promotions or opportunities to pick up managerial skills and pay. Equal pay is not happening. So that's one of the obstacles. And it's kind of hard to overcome, generally, for everyone, because it's kind of within the system, but... um,
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I can I can relate so. to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can absolutely relate to that one. So yeah. um, I don't but,
1: think we figured out the exact answer yet. Yeah, but we continue to bring awareness to it. So hopefully, we can all work together to overcome that um, in all the industries and where everyone is working. And I would say as an entrepreneur, being a lawyer, obviously, naturally, I'm looking at what the risks are, and I'm kind of risk averse. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of have to have more faith, you have to be willing to fail your way to success and take chances. And so that has kind of been a struggle for me. Um, on the positive side, it, it really pushes me to lean into my own faith, not okay. just in me, but in God as a Christian. Yeah. Um, And so that's something that I'm always pushing through because I really (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm risk averse and that yes. just does not match up well with being an entrepreneur so
0: exactly that's why that's why when I saw when you uh, published it and you posted to LinkedIn I was like oh wow that is such a big leap for <laughs> for you know, not just you right lawyers are risk averse period right yeah. and <laughs> right. going into entrepreneurship which is loaded with risk I was like wow that is really leap of faith for you to to, uh mm-hmm. to want to do that. But absolutely thank you for that. For for those uh for that <laughs> advice. Yeah, it's just you know staying consistent also, right? It's making sure that yes. you know whatever you put your mind into, you're consist- you know, that there's that consistency to making sure that you see it through and and, yes, and, and, and getting it to fruition, especially when you're working with other people now that are depending on you to get their products out there, right? They can take their products anywhere else, but they're trusting you because you're giving them a platform to, uh, you know, bring awareness to their products. You know, and I can say, you know, based on me knowing you, again, tying it back to networking, being on LinkedIn, I was able to see when you posted that. I was able to say, oh, wow, let me go check out the site. And I've, I've introduced so many other people. I've sent sent your link across to several of my friends Say, oh, wow, you you don't need to be searching because that's what we used to do, right? The first thing I do now is go to your site. If you don't have it, then I look somewhere else. Um, But before it's like you go from one site to the other, looking and looking and looking. So now having a platform where most of these products are curated, all I have to do now is make a product selection, not exactly out, where do i definitely need to go search yeah where do i need to, to go search that. yeah that definitely was-
1: trying to be that one-stop shop because yeah. not only searching on different websites but then you also have separate shipping fees mm-hmm.
0: right? exactly um,
1: so yeah definitely part of what we're trying to do
0: sure. absolutely no no i love it i mean even my daughter i told her tell your friends you guys you know don't be googling for stuff you know where do i find this best product <laughs> or sometimes just watching so many videos on youtube to understand and and another thing mm-hmm. you have so many people using this and that and that but you yeah. know now i get to go to america and i just read the product description and i see the type of ingredients that goes into making the product yeah. i'm like okay i think that's gonna work for my skin i just grab it and and put it in a cart so Thank you so much for for making that available to most of us. So let's see what else do uh, what else do you want to share with us today. You know what 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 information that I haven't asked that you think the audience needs to be aware of in terms of either you know just career advice or from uh, from just your site. Website perspective.
1: Um, sure. Well, some of the things that you've said um, made a couple of things come to mind. Uh, so you've mentioned a few times, kind of seeing what I've posted on LinkedIn. Uh, so as an entrepreneur, that's something. As an entrepreneur and an introvert, <laughs> that's something <laughs> I have had to overcome. When you are an entrepreneur, you're going to be hesitant to always talk about your business on social media and tell people about it. And you think people don't want to hear it, but it's really important that you do that. Like talk about your business, talk about what you're doing. Like that's part of getting the word out there. Another tip, if you're starting off and um, some people start off and they assume and expect that their family and friends Will be their customers.
0: Mm. That
1: is not your target. (laughs) That's not your target customer unless they actually fit into who actually needs and wants your products. So don't go into a business relying on and expecting your friends and family members to shop with you because that's not a business.
0: That is so true. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true because. As we all sometimes family just expect, oh yeah, you're doing that now, so you're gonna give me a free product. So
1: that too. (laughs) If you are going to support your family and friends business, be willing to pay full price. That's a good point too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Be willing to pay for it
1: yourself and then (laughs) give it to them. (laughs)
0: That is such a good, good advice that I don't think a lot of people take into they just assume naturally. Why is my family and friends, why are they not gonna support me and just buy these products? That is so key. And again, being being an online pro, um, site, right? I'm sure your search engine optimization too, so we can speak, as you know, I'm technology, so I'm gonna throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, throw, you know, search engine optimization to make sure that um, I think right now, like Google and all of them, they make it so easy where you can actually, Pay them, you know, a few dollars and have your your company name be so easily where you can pop up with someone, you know, if someone just goes that's in true. and type in, uh, uh, even if they type in makeup, your name should come to the top of that search list so they can click on it. Um, so that's really, really key is having that, um, as we call it, SEO, which mm-hmm. again stands for search engine optimization. Um, allows people to find you easy, even if they're not typing your company name. They just type a product that shows up on your website. You know the analytics are there now to make your site pop up to the top of the list, so that you know people can find you easily, even if they were not looking for you. They still find you. Um, right. So and so, there are
1: free ways to do that, right? So having a blog on your website, exactly what you're talking about. What are the words you're using? Think about well, the people who I think would want to shout with me. What types of words and information would they be searching for on Google? Exactly. So that, like you said, with SEO, your name will populate on that list when your ideal customer is searching for those things. Exactly. So SEO is definitely important for e-commerce.
0: Exactly. Very, very important. And like you said, you know, presence on social media, making yes. sure that you are talking about your products, um, you know, making sure that you are using, like you say, keywords that people can find in different uh, with their different browsing experience is really key. So um, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you know, having a present. I think right now, once you create one, they find a way to have you link them to all of those social media sites so that, you know, people can easily find you. So absolutely crucial to uh, to do that. So thank you for that. Yeah, anything else? Oh yeah, tell us about your 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 blog about the movie reviews. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I would love to hear more about that. I've been on the side. i you know when you sent it to me, I, when, you, when you sent, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know that because I always go to like Rotten Tomatoes or something like mm-hmm. that. But most of those don't put a lot of emphasis again on black made movies, right? That's one thing exactly. I found on your blog that was really important. There's some. Black movies that are out there that I didn't even know were out. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So,
1: So, I like you. I love movies. I also love television. Um, Also, going back to some more statistics from Nielsen, Black women consume media more than, like, any other group in this country. And that's social media, apps on our phone, movies, television shows. um, And... Nielsen has even described us as trendsetters, which I agree with. Um, And you think about things like Black Twitter, right? Or what's going on on TikTok, where we have these amazing Black creators, and it's kind of being appropriated or copied by other people, and they're being celebrated for. But um, so when it comes to media, we are large consumers of it. But at the same time, our representation in film and television. We don't have as much representation as we would like. And then also the stuff that Hollywood tends to put out um, is not really what we wanna see all the time. We want a variety. The black community is very diverse and we have a lot of different types of stories. And like you said, when you go to most reviews, we don't often hear the voice of the Black viewer. Mm-hmm. So I created this blog like years ago, wow. <laughs> but I still keep up with it. I
0: can it. see, yeah, there's a lot of content out there. It's kind of <laughs> true. I'm like, wow, well, when did she start doing this? This is a lot of content yeah. out there. So yeah. And
1: the goal of it was really for any Black viewer to leave a review of a movie or a story that's... Uh, a movie or a TV show that centers on a black story. So yeah, so you'll see um, there are other people who leave reviews. It's not just the trailers and the previews and press releases about what's coming out because like you said, also there are black filmmakers and black stories that are coming out and we just don't even know about it. Yes. It's just not getting the press. Um, so that's part of it too. So we can know it's out there and we can support those so that more of those stories are creative. Cause at the end of the day, they're going to look at the box numbers. Exactly. Um, so yeah,
0: no, no, that's pretty impressive. I love it. So che- you know, check it out. Uh, it's called uh, <laughs> black media review collective. Um, yes. so check it out. It is, there's a lot out there. If you're a movie buff, like myself and America, you will love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, even you know, because I we, I work so hard. Sometimes like I, just like you, most people think I'm extrovert, but I'm kind of like one of those people in the middle, like every mm-hmm. now and then I'm extrovert, but then sometimes I'm just totally introvert. Like I just... Wanna yeah. sit and just do my thing in, you know, in peace and quiet. And some people, why, you know, you've been like silence because I'm having a me time and that me time is more right. towards the introvert <laughs> than. And then I catch up on all my favorite shows <laughs> on Netflix or wherever, you know, I, I, you know, I like to go that day, Amazon or something. So definitely, yes. you know, I'm going to be uh, visiting and probably leaving some of my reviews.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you should see some of your reviews. I will. Too.
0: Yeah, I will. Actually, I will. i have been doing that. Um, Great. With uh, <laughs> some of the movies that are coming out, you know, that I'm really into, I'm going to go in there and leave my my review even like you said even some tv shows like there's some tv shows that i dvr sometimes i don't watch them for months but eventually when i'm in that uh introvert zone i i catch up on all of them and i turn i turn my phone off i don't you know people call i'm like i'll call you back (laughs) 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 so yeah so definitely i'm i'm going to be leaving some some comments there All right, thank you so much. I like to leave the podcast really short and sweet. You know, I think we've covered a lot of the contents from you being, you know, a practicing attorney and also having an, you know, a business and uh, giving us some of the tidbits of what you've done. I usually have the the rapid fire uh, segment where I just ask some random questions and then you give me answers. And one of the ones I have is, I have what. What was, what's your favorite book or TV show? <laughs> I think the TV show will, will be a good one. I want to know what that is.
1: Um, I watch so much TV, so I'll, I don't know that i have a favorite, but right now I'm watching Snowfall. I'm enjoying the Young Rock show oh, that, um, okay. Dwayne Johnson just put out. Yes. This
0: is yes. Um, I love Try This Is Us. Show. That show. Yeah. But I haven't watched it in the last few months. I just record a whole bunch of it. So I'm going to have mm. one of those days where I catch up on everything. <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> yeah. So are you a reader? Being a lawyer, I'm sure you are.
1: I am. And I, I don't know. I was nervous about this question because I don't know if I have a,
0: a favorite, favorite bo- book. book. Yeah.
1: I, if I flip this camera around, you would see I have like all these. Books over here. Um, I'm looking at them now. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I have a favorite. I mean, if I'm to be honest, I guess the Bible is the most important book to yeah, me. That's um, true. I like Americana and um, Overcoming.
0: Yeah. And then the next one I have is, it's more like a sense, you know, why Black Enterprise? Why, why focus on bringing attention to that? I think we've kind of covered that already from the way you answered the questions, but I uh, yeah. shed, shed some more light as to why, why black enterprise and why now there's so much going on in that space right now. Speak to me about that.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I've always been passionate about the upliftment of the black community. Um, some years back, maybe five or so years back, I was going through like some old papers, like all the way back to elementary school. And I even had essays from like second grade (laughs) talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was African African American studies, one of my majors um, at Stanford. And so it's just always been important to me um, to be a part of creating opportunities uh, for the black community, Being a voice for the Black community, like sharing the story, um, it's just one of my passions for me, something I care deeply about. So it just makes sense that if I'm going to be putting my time and energy and financial investment into something that it would be closely tied to not only building generational wealth for me, but also for other Black people.
0: That is so amazing. That's I think that concept, right? Generational wealth. Um, even though we've been around for so long, it sounds so new to a lot of people, especially in the Black community. Um, so, um, shed some more light on that. Why is that important? That we have generational wealth. Why should people, even though we we like to shop, <laughs> should also think about <laughs> investment <laughs> at the same yes. time and and building. Um, opportunities through creating, you know, a brand like you're doing uh, via America, you know, where people can, you know, uh, a platform, really, not just a brand. You're building Mm -hmm. a platform where people are, you know, so speak, you know, tell us, give us some of the insight as to why that is important that we focused a lot now because we always rely on, you know, we need to get this. So we didn't get that. Yeah. Granted, we've not had so many opportunities doors get slammed in our face just by the sound of our names sometimes um but for people that have taken the initiative to invest in that you know why is that important
1: um i think you touched on some of it from a historical perspective you know if you look at the history here in america Um, the lack of opportunities to have some wealth building assets available to us, like buying houses Mm -hmm. where we weren't allowed to buy houses or different towns where we have built up the wealth. And then, you know, people came in and literally burned it down. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's happened in several different places. Most people think of Tulsa, Oklahoma, but it's happened in other places. places, Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, the list can go on, you know, um, opportunities for black soldiers when they come back were not the same historically in the past. Um, And like and that continues when we look up just last month in March, we had equal payday where black women who um, by some studies are considered the most educated in the group, uh, educated group in the country. And we do have the largest amount of student loan debt and we work hard, Lean In has put out reports saying we're just as ambitious as men, including white men, and we want to go to C-suite and executive level, but the pay gap is such that um, we get paid significantly less than them. And over a lifetime, we are I think it's like close to a million dollars that we have lost and what we should have earned with mm-hmm. the gap. Right. And so and that's present day. Yeah. Um, and then you also think about other things where we're still asking for more inclusion and in recognition, like award ceremonies and things of that nature. Um, and so it's really about sometimes we have to create our own table because sometimes we're still asking for a seat at the table, and then when we do get a seat at the table, that doesn't even necessarily mean you have a voice at the table, right? You could just be there just so someone can say that they, they have the numbers as far as diversity, but they're lacking like the inclusion, they're lacking the equity, um, the retention. Um, And so I think it's important for us to continue to put in the work to get those seats at the table uh, and find equity in those spaces. But I think it's also just as valuable for us to create our own tables, too.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think I used to be a political junkie up until the last four years. And I kind of like, nah, I'm going to step away because I don't need that stress. Uh, from the political, <laughs> uh, right? I was watching um, this lady, Donna Brazil. I think she, back then she was on CNN or something and someone was asking her exactly, you know, how did you get, I think that's when she was serving in the Clinton administration, I don't remember. And But the one thing I do remember was nobody was going to pull a chair for me at the table. I had to make the chair, I had to make my own chair and I had to bring it to the table. So that's how yeah. I got into, you know. That's yeah. how I got a seat at the table. I thought that was so important. That has resonated with me. I wrote it down on everything I, I had, everywhere I went. I had to make sure that I created that opportunity where I get a seat at the table. And like you said, sometimes you got to, I got the seat at the table. But I can say something and it just gets <laughs> like no, yeah. go- and then someone sitting next to me pick up the same thing and say, "Oh wow, that is so awesome!" I'm like, I just said the same thing five minutes ago,
1: you know. <laughs> and <laughs> you it's know, a double whammy for black, boys, yeah. right? because so, race and gender and yep,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been, yeah, I mean, being in IT. Yeah, I mean, I started out in IT when there were I was the only female in the room and the only black person in the room in most meetings that I went into. And yeah, so that is so amazing. Thank you so much, America, for taking the Thank time you. today to chat with us, share, you know, your story and tell us about you know, your adventures and, you know, in the film in the film review space <laughs> and the entrepreneurship side of you. Again. The first person to listen to this podcast and subscribe will get uh, a virtual $10 discount from me to go shop on amaker.com. So click away, listen, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much, Amaker, for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. alright Bye-bye. Bye-bye.